Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of Hard Ticket to Sedaris. I'm Teresa. I'm Cody. I'm Steven. And we're here once again to bring to you all of the lovely movies of the late Andy Sedaris. And today we are talking about Fit to Kill. Fit to Kill. A milestone movie. Yeah, definitely a changing of the guard, so to speak. Yes, yes. For for better or for worse. Yeah, but we'll get into that. Uh, Fit to Kill, released October 27th, 1993. You know, for Halloween. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Starring Donna Spear, Roberta Vasquez, Bruce Pinnall, Tony Peck, and R.J. Moore as Kane. Well, Produ- Produced by Arlene Sedaris and written and directed by old Andy Sedaris. No. Yep. I've never heard of that person before. <laughs> uh, Runtime of 97 minutes. That's right in that sweet spot. Sedaris, sweet spot. Yep. Tagline, danger never looks so good. Mm, that's a good one. I mean, okay. it it fits with the the title "Fit yeah. to Kill" because yeah. they're all fit, you know. Get it? Do you guys want to take a stab <laughs> at the Rotten Tomatoes audience score? I want to say like, I'm gonna say like twenty percent on this one. Twenty-seven. Thirty-seven. Whoa! Really? I win. I win. For that's, once in my uh, life. That's surprising, honestly. Yeah, yeah a, little, a little higher than some of the previous few. Which is which is strange. Maybe it, it's maybe it's the Julie Strain. That's what I was gonna say. Maybe. It's probably her. Uh, she did uh, win, or she was named Penthouse Pet of the Year during filming. Ooh. So they had a little, yeah. little celebration for her. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Maybe she got some champagne. Yeah. Yeah. This one. Uh, this one's definitely the kind of you know kind of the end of an era, so to speak. Mm-hmm. This is the last movie for several of our mainstays so far: Donna Spear, Verda Vasquez, Cynthia Brimhall, uh, and this is. Uh, and they didn't talk about this in the commentary, and I kind of wish they had. But maybe they'll do it in the commentary for the next one, because this is the last one that Andy was originally, or originally was going to be the last one that Andy would direct. Oh, okay. Because his son directs the next two. Right. As uh, Drew Sedaris. Uh, so I think Andy, like Tim, was like maybe just step back a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. So that was why it almost has like a, almost like a farewell thing yeah. in it. So yeah. So the opening credits. Uh, to some, it sounds like some sort of military music. <laughs> uh, we thought it was like video game music. It sounds yeah. like Contra. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh, there's a montage of uh, interspersed with the uh, with the opening credits of Donna and Nicole in a waterfall pool, mm. uh, and that is the in the backyard of the Sedaris family attorney in California. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. Wow. Yeah. Specific. The family attorney. Yeah. You, like you do. Yeah. However, they're soon alerted to danger. And go out on the prowl. With beeps. They got the beeping noises. Yeah. They're hunting two armed men out out what appears to be just the the brush. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. The, the desert. The Mojave. Yeah. The, <laughs> the outback. <laughs> <laughs> They're in Australia. Uh, Don and Nicole shoot them, but they reveal to be Shane and Bruce and the paintball exercise. Yes. As Donna and Nicole walk away, they're, they're followed by an RC helicopter that shoots two missiles at them. Bang, there's, bang. There's an egregious amount of RC helicopters and RC cars and RC motorcycles in this movie. <laughs> yes, there is. Is it egregious or is it appropriate? Egregious. <laughs> uh, I think it's appropriate. Okay. Uh, Bruce and Shane, they, again, they uh, then go to a target practice, a shirtless target practice. Shirtless target practice. Yeah, my favorite it, kind. Where mm-hmm. we see the cow print briefcase yet again. Yes. That's the only way that Shane can shoot. 
And he's he, at least he hits the target. He, I mean, he hits he the board. Yeah, he hits the board. Which I guess would still be missing the target. But. <laughs> I mean, it's in the vicinity. Yeah. Like he hit the, the black outline of the person, but he didn't hit him. He, he, he grazed them. They yeah. have, have a flesh wound. He hit their hand. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, ow. And br- then Bruce hit him dead, dead center. But on his uh, last shot, the RC helicopter comes up behind him, blows up the target. And Shane just kind of looks at his gun like, did I do that? <laughs> yeah. Did I do that? No. <laughs> no. Shane, in fact, did yeah. not. Uh, all four of them then meet with Lucas, who busts their balls for not taking the exercise seriously. He, yeah. was, he was just kind of a jerk in this movie. Yeah, he was. He was a dick. Yeah, it's because like, he had less hair. Weird character shifts in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Him, yeah. Edie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like kind of odd. Like, why, I, why I took the, a like, little bit of offense to how goofy they made Edie in this one. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was... Weird, but I don't we'll, know why, but I was like, I'm a little offended by this. <laughs> we'll get into that when she shows up. Yes. Uh, Lucas's assistant uh, gives a rundown of the RC helicopter specs for several minutes. Mm-hmm. It's like yes. a technical briefing. I'm just like, uh, <laughs> also like notice trade the, routes in Star Wars. <laughs> also notice the Hawaiian Tropic umbrella behind them that yeah. they just covered over the Hawaiian Tropic. Yeah, they like took with. a sharpie yeah. to it. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> They're like, uh, nobody will notice. <laughs> Uh, we cut to KSXY with Ava broadcasting and Sandy, portrayed by Sandra Wild in the hot tub. Different different Sandy this time. Right? Uh, last time, last movie was like Brenda or yeah. something like that. Yeah, okay. it's, like, it's like a different assistant. We oh, thought so. But still does the same things. He gets yeah, the coffee. Yeah, yeah, gets and coffee and yeah. Be topless. She, puts, <laughs> she does put the filter thing back into the coffee pot, which indicates to me maybe her coffee is better. <laughs> Perhaps. She's topless more too, I think. I'm pretty sure she doesn't wear a top except for like two times in the whole movie. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Uh, (laughs) Then we cut to Las Vegas where Kane and Silk are in a hotel penthouse where Silk tries on a few outfits that she just bought. And was I the only one who was just like, the music in this is really weird. The whole scene was weird. I'm pretty sure they were overdubbing her too. Yeah. Because her, her, like, the way she was moving and what she was saying didn't really match up. Yeah. It was weird. And that was the presidential suite at the Aladdin Hotel in Vegas. Nice. Mm. That the owner yeah. would stay in. The owner just let Andy use it for this. It's like this man knows everybody. Yeah. This man has like friends with like friends across the country. Yeah, we we were like, wow, this music is super duper corny. And yeah. the way she was like kissing him too, like, mwah, mwah. yeah. And then she, yeah, I was like, ah, this is weird. <laughs> I was reminded of the music, like, because it was like the same few notes, like over and over again. Mm-hmm. I was reminded of the music from Stacy. Oh, okay. It's just like the same thing over and over again. Just like, oh my god, make it stop. (laughs) Yeah, there was a there was a part where she was like, and this is for after Chang's party, and then she just wears it. (laughs) And I was like, okay, (laughs) yeah. Is it for after Chang's party or is it for also right now? But then this odd scene is made up for with what possibly might be the best introduction of any character in any of these movies. Julie Strain as Blue Steel. Just doing stretches at, at dawn on top of the motel for some reason. <laughs> Wearing nothing but a string. Basically like a floss. micro bikini. Yeah. 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 Like and it barely covers anything. Yeah. We both were like, she she definitely fell out of that, like at least a couple of times. Oh, she yeah. had to. I mean, just like moving over to the side, it probably popped out. Her boob. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. I mean, all of it popped yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I mean, there was definitely some tape involved. Yeah, she no, is a yeah. tall woman too. She's an wow. Amazon. And it she always a... wears like high heels and boots and stuff. Yeah, it's I like know. God, she would have towered over everybody else. I know, yeah. I mean, you've you've seen in the commentary where 
or not in the commentary in the in the openings that yeah, she did Andy, with... Andy's face comes up right up to her boobs. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. which is probably why he cast her. And <laughs> you know what? She's only six one, so Andy must have been kind of short. I know he probably was. Yeah, he's probably like five four or something. But but the way that Julie Strain is built makes her look taller. Yeah, yes. she's a very leggy. Yeah, yeah. she she she's all legs. Uh-huh. Some boob there too. <laughs> uh, we cut back to Kane and Silk proceeding to make out as uh, Blue Steel watches a waiter bring in food to Kane's room. For you know, and the waiter you know sneaks a little little taste like mm, that's pretty good, <laughs> <laughs> like they do. Yeah. In in case ever in case anybody was wondering, uh, in all hotels if you order room service they're sneaking tastes yeah. i'm just kidding i don't i don't know that i've never actually ordered room service me either. no that's a, so for that, rich people that, yeah that's an expensive that, <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much that's an expensive person thing. The, yeah well if we ever go to a hotel we're just like what's close <laughs> what, what are we going to eat that's close the only thing i ever eat from a hotel is continental breakfast oh, much, yeah. yeah or not continental yes yeah, yeah, is it free a, yeah. okay yeah. I, guess I don't know why they're called that but because it makes it sound fancy and eggs I know. I, I really don't know. Uh, Steel sneaks in and shoots Kane in the back, but he's wearing a bulletproof vest. And he, <laughs> Silk, and the waiter, revealed to be his boat captain, Burke, played by Brett Baxter Clark, hold Steel at gunpoint. We then cut to might might be the sloppiest scene in the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lucas giving a briefing. Yeah. First of all, the Edie Pratt fall coming in. Oh my god! Yeah, maybe we can what? Talk about yeah, I don't know why. Like this movie, she like you said earlier, like, she's, she's a, a klutz. Yeah, she's like a klutzy ditz through the whole movie. Like she wasn't like that in the other ones. No, and it's so weird because it doesn't serve the story. Like it's not like she got hurt or whatever. Yeah, or she was just like hit her head or something. Yeah, like she was. Yeah, she must have hit her head because she's acting like it. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. But I guess I already did that angle in one movie already. Did they Donna's say anything? Street. Did he say anything about that in the commentary? No, nothing. No. Didn't say like, said, oh, we just were gonna nope. make her goofy for nope, not a thing for funny. Maybe that was their like segue. For comic probably, uh, probably a good third of the commentary is well, this was shot in Malibu. This was shot in uh, this place. And see, saved the, this, it saved us X amount of dollars. This way, <laughs> That's my the way she fell, it almost looked like she didn't do it on purpose. So I was like, maybe they just left that in, like she accidentally <laughs> fell and they left it in and kind of like, used well, it as a we joke. Well, use the film role for it. Yeah, so. I mean, but maybe? then there were also like a couple shots in this scene where it's like. It was like out of focus oh, yeah. or like just like off center. It's like, yeah, yeah. what is going on here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was just like a weird editing, like snafu probably yeah. that happened with that scene. But and, yeah. and then once again, Lucas is being a total dick. Yeah, yeah he's just a dick in the whole thing. And, yeah. he, and specifically, he's a dick to Edie, who he's been sleeping with for several movies. Yeah, now. I'm sorry. Maybe you want a chair or something. He says yeah. something like that. Yeah. It's because he's losing his hair. It, <laughs> the the further his hairline yeah. recedes, the more angry he becomes. <laughs> that's then yeah, that's that's because he's like, how am I dating this gorgeous woman? How could I ever yep. possibly be worthy of her? And so he just gets more and more angry and insecure. Mm. And Edie's just like, so she has to be ditzy in order to stay with him because otherwise, a beautiful, smart, intelligent talented woman would never want to be with lucas you have read so far into this <laughs> I, yeah. I was just i was just riffing i i mean i, I don't even know uh, lucas tells the team about a chinese businessman hosting a party for a russian diplomat and the team is to double check the security because this was also at the time you know 1993 cold war just over and there was this brief time of just uh, what Seems like now naive optimism that, oh, Russia will be a stable democracy as well, just like us, and we can be friends. And Yay. 
<laughs> yeah, didn't turn out that way. No. Uh, we then cut to Steele and Kane at a, at dinner in this presidential suite. Candlelit dinner. Candlelit. Where we learn that Steele is a deadly assassin for hire. Steele was hired by Poe, a crime lord who had stolen the Klystron relay from the previous film and whom had expected Kane to sell the relay to elicit buyers in the Middle East to make a profit. Kane's just making, you know, he's writing checks, his mouth can't he was, cash. He was a middleman, basically. His, ass, his mouth is writing checks, his ass can't cash. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Is that's, that's, that's the saying. Yeah. Sure, let's go with it. Uh, it said since the relay was destroed, and therefore he didn't get his money, I did Poe like, wants Kane dead. I did like that little flashback to how long, like, breaking the jade. Yeah. Like, yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, there it goes. Oh, yeah, he's back. Uh, Silk overhears all of this. You because know, again, she's a mole for the agency, or as Kane mentions, and the thing that blew, that just nearly gave me a conniption when I heard it the first time we watched these, the fact that this agency is the Secret Service. Yeah, it's like <laughs> just, just what? And in previous movies, they have given some uh, some hints. confusing uh, confusing hints. Yeah, but this time it's explicitly said. The Secret Service, the United States Secret Service, the people who guard the president. Yeah, this is and go after counterfeiters for some reason. This is specifically presidential. Business. Yes, and yeah. I've like tried to wrap this around in my head. I'm like, what? maybe, maybe the, nobody would suspect because well, they're not supposed to be there. Well, I, I, I worked it out. I worked out a theory. Wow, in my, uh, this oh, is boy. this is a head cannon for me now because <laughs> we didn't really learn this until this movie came out, which was in 1993. Oh God, who also. Came into office in 1993. Bill Clinton, famous womanizer, and okay. you know, voyeur of the feminine form. Where is he going? Where is he going with this? <laughs> the minute that Bill Clinton found out that there is a, you know, kind of as we decide, just some like miscellaneous government agency that just takes care of, yeah, the um, Hawaiian ombudsman agency or whatever <laughs> takes care of random government problems out there, and it's full of these buxom, you know, beautiful women. Bill Clinton was like, well, I got to get them in the Secret Service. I got to get them near me somehow. So, which is why they're in Hawaii. The still well, well, there's there's bureaucracy to get through before he can like you know, really you know get them closer to him. So, so but but yeah, you know, just sign an executive order like, oh, this agency is now part of the Secret Service. Make just you know just work the schedules around so all these women are guarding me. Which is funny because I think but make they sure also... they make sure they're only around when Hillary isn't. And I think they also mentioned the CIA in this one. Did but, they? Yeah, I think so. But they, like, it doesn't serve the story for them to be in the Secret Service anyways. Like, they no. could have been in literally any agency. It might have been it made more sense for them to be in, like, the ATF. Yeah, or DEA or something. Because, yeah. I mean, they've gone out for drugs so many, so many times. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, or, or like, weapons pieces, which is ATF. Yeah. So, it could have been anything. Yeah, but the but Secret it's like, Service. <laughs> yeah, because they haven't, they haven't dealt with counterfeiting yet. Yeah. There's been no threat to the president, but... So that that's just how Not I direct anyways. That's just how I worked it out in my head canon. Sure. Was Bill that Bill Clinton. Clinton wanted the women near him. That so was, he was that like was it. Okay. Now y'all now y'all are in the Secret Service and they're yep. like, whoever hey. uh, we don't care whoever signed our checks. I, I mean Gaddafi had his uh what was it called? The Amazonian guard. Oh, that's true. It was his bodyguards, they were all beautiful women, so it's like maybe Clinton was looked looked over at Libya and be like Well, Momar's doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> He's wow. got the right Momar's got the right idea. <laughs> wow. Uh, Moving on. <laughs> I had to make it work somehow. Because that, that just like 
God, he, that just blew my mind when it when we first watched that. I was like, what? So we cut to Hawaii, where both heroes and villains have arrived and gathered in their locations. Uh, Bruce, Donna, and Nicole gather at the party uh, location, where we in- we are introduced to Chang, which is not the Mister Chang from Hard Ticket to Hawaii, nope. not the Brit- he's clearly dead. British white. He's dude. dead. He died. I know. I <laughs> he know. He flew out of a window. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he, he, he went out the window. I, I know that. But this I'm is a different sure. Chang. Uh, portrayed by Aki Along. And Chang explains the history of the Alexa Diamond, which, <laughs> first of all, that's named after Andy's daughter, Alexa, uh-huh. who shows up later in this movie. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. And this is also, we get some, like, World War II history Dude. footage. I'm like, oh, here we go. Mm, yeah. So weird. I was very surprised. I was like, did they actually get, like, Nazi uniforms and stuff like how'd they get that? I mean, you can get, like, Did he say anything stuff. in the freaking commentary? No, but I mean, you what? can you can get that costume stuff. I mean, I mean, yeah, but they even like, had like a jeep and everything. But it, it was just like a lot for a very small scene. Yeah, it, they had well, like a jeep. Yeah, pulled up in well, an well, actual. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm getting there. Okay. Uh, All right. So, uh, Andy mentioned like, I can you know typically you know we don't use you know stock footage you know in, in the in our movies, but we didn't want to just refilm World War II in its entirety, so we just used some stock footage. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. and, you know, and Chang explains the history of the Alexa Diamond, that it was originally in Russia, and that it was stolen by the Nazis during the, specifically during the Siege of Leningrad in 1940, I think when they were withdrawing in 1943 and 44, uh, which is, which is true. Uh, the Siege of Leningrad was one of the longest sieges of the war. It lasted like 900 days Shit. or something like that. Like literally multiple years uh, Leningrad was besieged. And they do film a brief flashback scene mm-hmm. uh, of some officers coming in and taking the diamond from a museum or wherever it was being kept, uh, specifically a Nazi officer. And yeah, I mean, you, I mean, plenty of, there's plenty of World War II movies. I mean, getting, that's what I mean. Getting, getting the costumes, somebody? getting the costumes probably pretty easy it's that jeep is what threw me off i was like you got an actual jeep i mean it's probably i mean there's still probably a bunch of like i mean army surplus stores oh, with a with a german nazi jeep i don't know <laughs> okay Possibly. sure um it was just surprising as yeah. well because i didn't expect that level of production <laughs> uh chang acquired the diamond from the nazi officer who had fled with it to south america after the war which is also true like a lot of the nazi officers a, a good number of them escaped to South America after the war. Uh, most notably, uh, specifically, like Adolf Eichmann, he was probably the most famous one to escape because he was infamously, you know, captured in South America in the '60s by Mossad and then put on trial in Israel and executed. So, um, so like a bunch of prominent Nazis escaped to South America after the war. So, the whole story about Rohr, though, like that's true. But I what? mean. The the attempted assassination of Hitler by his own oh officers. yeah 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 um, Operation Valkyrie yeah like Salfenberg and stuff I'm, yeah it's not Roar though <laughs> that that I think they just like made up a name so that they could have that go throughout the story yeah. but yeah so yeah Roar is German for walking stick <laughs> you, you get a you get a little little history lesson there uh, and Chang wants to gift the diamond to the recently democratized Russian Federation. And going over the guest list, the heroes learn that Kane will be there. They also learn his first name, Martin. <laughs> yeah, very uh... common. Martin Kane. Because <laughs> now I think of just 
I'm like, so that was also this is still also Pat Morita's character from two movies ago. It's not. They changed that in that. I know. In I know. But it, it's just, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's very weird. They retconned it. Yeah. Uh, we cut to Steele, who meets with Emerson, from whom she acquires another RC helicopter, and there is a whole lot of entendre there, just back and forth. Oh my god! It was. It was. That was like, egregious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it that was, was eye roll worthy. Yeah, I was sure. like, what is happening? It was like back and forth. It's long. It's hard. It's mobile or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, what? It's, it's quick. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. of some of it was just like, that's not even an entendre. You're just saying words now. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think there's a part where he just goes, you got the cash? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He got my money. Yeah. Uh, and that guy was played by John Nelson, which this is kind of a deep cut. Are you either of you guys familiar with the very old TV show called The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet? Yes. You know what I'm talking about? You know yeah. what I'm talking about? It was this old sitcom. It was on in like the fifties. It ran for like fifteen years. Um, Ozzy and Harriet is like a phrase that people use still. Like yeah, they're, they're a couple of Ozzy and Harriet. Is that the one where he's like, "I'm gonna punch you to the moon" or whatever? No, that's the Honeymooners. Oh, okay. That guy's uh, as Ralph Cramden. One days. Portrayed by Jackie Gleason. But Ozzy and Harriet. They use their actual names on the show. They were Ozzy and Harriet Nelson. John Nelson is their grandson. Oh. Cool. Oh. Yeah. Was he also uh, a RC helicopter dealer? I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. I, and and uh, uh, Andy mentioned the uh, because you see Emerson kind of take off on a motorcycle briefly mm-hmm. out of there. The rest of the motorcycle stuff that he was supposed to do, uh, his son Drew ended up doing because John Nelson cannot ride a motorcycle. <laughs> that makes sense. He gets into some sketchy shit right yeah. there. So. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. And Steel and another goon they attach missiles to the helicopter after Emerson leaves. And then use it to kill him. Blowing I guess it's like tying up a loose end, I guess. Stick move. And, and retrieve, the... uh, retrieving the money. Yeah. yeah. So they didn't have to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and you see... Uh, Practically free. You Classic. see uh, Blue Steel like, spit on him yeah. at the end. Uh, Julius Train just did that. <laughs> I feel like a lot of this, she she might have ad-libbed. Yeah. Oh, especially the later, the later movies. She, she, oh, I yeah. bet she just went wild with it. They even mentioned in the commentary, it's like, after this movie, it's like, yeah, we need to have her in every single movie we do. <laughs> that's great yeah uh we cut to ava who greets the russian diplomat petrov portrayed by the old star Wars himself rodrigo obligon portraying like his fifth nationality in the series his hair is orange <laughs> it clearly is passing yes so he's his... a russian and guess guy he was uh, in this movie he was a filipino in savage beach uh, he's a Dominican Republic guy, and one of them too. Yeah, just if, Dominican. Uh, Dominican. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's just he's run the. He, he was a, a cross wrestler in one of them. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. so he, he's <laughs> he, he's. I know it's not nationality, but he's run the gamut of. I. Of, he's a character actor. Yeah, he, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, he's a character. He pretty much somehow actor. just plays the same character, mm-hmm. but in different nationality. It's weird. Oh, uh, we cut to the party as everyone arrives. Uh, Edie sings again mm-hmm. yep. uh, as Donna and Kane dance. And she doesn't fall over. Yeah. Surprising. Donna doesn't want to dance with him. No, but she does. Which that that whole thing, again, straight out of a Bond movie. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. like, I mean, how many times does Bond, like, dance with, like, oh, man. A, like a, an arch enemy in a yeah, movie? Yeah. Like, yeah. How many times does that happen? To the point, the tuxedo Jeffrey Moore is one that his father wore, his father Roger Moore wore in Live and Let Die. Oh. That's surprising because we noticed in this movie that Rod, that uh, Jeffrey Moore uh, lost a lot of weight. Maybe yeah, he had to. Yeah, compared to the previous one. Yeah. So. Maybe he had to to fit in that tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe. 
He um, looks kind of big. <laughs> this this was a this was very Bond heavy. Oh, this we'll, one. we'll yeah. talk about the. Oh scene yeah. Later on. Oh, I know we will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- th- it's like it, like that's because I guess Roger Moore just kept the tuxedo after Live and Let Die was over. So it's like, eh, man, whatever. why not? Uh, as the song ends, Chang exp- uh, begins explaining the diamond's history to the assembled guests, and as he does so, Kane proceeds upstairs, followed by Donna, which everybody can see. Yes, I just want to point that out. Like yeah. it was not mm-hmm. incognito it was not at subtle, all. Yeah, mm. but uh, they were maybe they were like, we already heard the, the history of this maybe- stupid diamond. We don't want to hear it again. Yeah. Well, and that was the point. He wanted Donna to see. Uh, Kane forces Donna into a compromising position, tries to seduce her. But they are unknowingly photographed by Steele. With her boob camera. Yeah, mm-hmm. just takes a little gap. Just it's a tiny, tiny little camera. It's like a spy camera. Boop, boop. Yep. 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 She takes several pictures. As she gets up, Steele chloroforms Donna. Steele and Kane then steal the diamond. Steele. The diamond. Different Steel, man. Different Steel. Her name's Blue Steel. Blue Steel. <laughs> Which isn't that, the, isn't that from Zoolander? That's it, one of his looks, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if like Ben Stiller is like a fan of these movies. I think and, like, Magnum was the the one that he hadn't released yet. Like, no, no. The, well, there was Blue Steel, yeah. and then there was La Tigre, and then there was. I think Magnum was the one that he could not release. Yeah. <laughs> I can't like pucker my mouth the way he does. I can't hit it now. You look like you're about to sneeze. <laughs> yeah, I, I, nobody can. Nobody can, but Ben Stiller can do that, which is kind of the point. Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder if he's like a fan of these movies and like, hey, this is a deep cut. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Uh, Steel then chloroforms Kane to make the theft look like someone else did it. <laughs> okay, because that makes sense. Uh, just make S- more chloroform. Staging the scene, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Steel then tosses the diamond out the window to the waiting Burke, who loads it into their RC helicopter, which takes off. Which you some... see, like when Burke, like he caught the diamond and getting really okay, he's just, he's just he like, does the he does, he does, yeah, yeah I know. the, the surf up whatever yeah, yeah it's yeah. called the shaka yeah. yeah the what the shaka it's called the shaka. The shaka, shaka. Oh yeah. no! Okay, not oh. like shocker, like no, yeah. this. It's called shaka, S H A K A. That's what does that mean? It's like a surfer thing, like a like okay. a like a hello to surfers. Yeah. Cowbunga. <laughs> yeah, sure, like that. <laughs> uh, Surfs up, bros. Also, I love that those scenes are clearly supposed to be at nighttime. Oh and yeah, they shot definitely. The they even mentioned like, the commentary. It's like, yeah, this saves sunlight. money. <laughs> it saves money. <laughs> it saves money. Uh, and oh, yeah, why why put it lights. in the helicopter? Like, there's no point to that. No. Well, because, like, every guest would be searched yeah. coming out of there. And I remember, like, Burke showed up with Blue but Steel he was and outside. Silk. And they leave before everybody gets searched. Well, yeah, they do, but. <laughs> Whoops. There, there's some, there's some <laughs> stuff. It's just in up. case they get searched. <laughs> okay. I remember Burke showed up, like, he was supposed to be, like, his. Like the Duke of whatever or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that was how they figure, like how they figure out yeah. later on, like Edie. Yeah. Like I know the Duke of. That was not the Duke. Pumpernickel, <laughs> and that was not him. Pumpernickel. I don't know. The Duke of Pumpernickel. Does it sound any less ridiculous or more ridiculous than other noble titles? And I think not. I think not. Uh, Donna wakes and informs everyone that the diamond is stolen. Just very, just like. The diamond was stolen. <laughs> yeah. I, also, the part where uh, Chang tells the guy to like go up the stairs and get the diamond, it was going to take so long for that guy to go get the diamond because he had to walk yeah, all the way and across. Yeah, see, like Chang just got like kind of like pause and just like. I know. I was like, this is going to take like ten minutes for this guy to go get this diamond. Everybody's just, just supposed to wait. Like at this point in the story, go get the diamond. Yeah. Yeah. Which at the time he actually already had it because Blue Steel, Steel had her 
or whatever blue whatever the hell you want to call her had given it to that guy that's her name blue steel one word like prince yeah sure blue steel (laughs) but But, uh, but she had already given it to that dude so he's just like going up there well chang didn't know it had been well chang ostensibly didn't know it had been stolen yet didn't did know (laughs) Uh, after brief interrogation kane leaves for his yacht Uh, like you do yeah uh, Silk and Kane begin to have sex, but then we cut to Steele and Burke also having sex. Much more intense sex it's in the in the boat. kitchen that is clearly not the kitchen on that yacht. Because uh-huh. it's too the weird, big of a kitchen. The weird sexy water drinking is very strange. <laughs> yeah, she like, she like, her head is like underneath the tap and then she like puts her finger on it and it's like sucks on her finger and it's like. She's uh, like a cat. She's acting like a cat. Uh, well, she's a cat burglar. Okay. Yeah, but she yeah, stole the diamond. But there's stuff that yeah, it's like during. It's like there's some lines. I'm like they were they were definitely options for what to call this episode. Like a uh, you naughty nautical boy <laughs> and did, anchors away. I did notice that uh, the sex scenes got a lot more graphic when Julie Strain became one of the cast members. Oh uh, yes, <laughs> like well, she, it's just her nature. She gets she's her, just graphic. Her ass slapped, which is not a thing. Yeah, that's that has that's something has not past. happened yet. Yeah, sex so far in these movies has been. Pretty vanilla. Gentle. Yeah, it's been like pretty <laughs> vanilla and like pretty soft core. Yes. But then Julie Strain comes in and then she starts saying some weird shit. And you're like, okay. I wonder if she was giving direction in those scenes. It's possible <laughs> she would have known. I mean, yeah, potentially. Like, she... Andy, we need to be doing this. <laughs> right. And like, she's supposed to be a bad guy. So maybe that that's like, yeah. you know. Like, she's a bad girl. Oh, she's a she's bad naughty girl. girl. <laughs> yeah, with a naughty nautical boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we cut to the next day where Kane is interviewing hitmen Evil and Knievel. Uh, that was their names. Richard Cancino and Chuchu Malave. Yeah. Oh God. That yeah, was and, and it's definitely the same, like same actual. Oh yeah. People from the previous movie because mm-hmm. he's very Kane is like very specific. Make sure you get them alone. Yes. It's this no people around nothing. It's the same room. They're in the same room. Oh yeah, it's yeah, like same the same room, complete same setup, like living room of Annie's house. Yeah, um, those guys are idiots. First of all, it's like I, I never got an explanation. Why does he specifically want Edie and Lucas dead? Out of all of them, why those two specifically? I don't, I don't know. know. Lucas is like their manager. Maybe maybe, maybe he figured out Lucas is the guy. Like like he's the head of this team of people i i don't know but yeah, yeah. maybe he, maybe he did figure that out like he's the head or whatever yeah, that might I, be I don't why. know but and then we get some contrived bs how burke basically burke ends up with the necklace with the tracking device on it which is oh boy yeah it's <laughs> just like he's like looking at the girl's boobs as he's going down and he's pulls gonna, it off. it's like oh my god like Ugh. these two are just oh they're god. so bad they're they're, so bad. it's it's annoying they, like they've become a, like they were funny maybe the first like First movie they were in there like the cross dressing assassins. Okay, funny. Second one, gun. I think it was guns. They weren't in it. They were just one of the teams of assassins. They, they were the Creole guys. The Creole. Yeah, that it's one like, was pretty funny. Yeah, but like this one and the previous one, I'm just like, okay, their shtick is done. <laughs> they turn into cartoon characters. I know. Yeah, <laughs> like literally the last one they had like Acme products. Yeah, I know. They were called Wiley and Coyote. Yeah, yeah it's I like, know. It's not much better in this one. <laughs> no. Evil no. and Knievel with their little RC motorcycles. Yep. So we cut to Bruce and Nicole in bed, and they have sex. And that is the Sedaris bed. Lord. Yep. <laughs> That's some trust right there. Yeah, that is some trust. Who Who is it that was having sex there? Bruce and Nicole. 
Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. That one was pretty steamy. That yeah. Was a pretty steamy. It scene. usually is between those two. Yeah, they 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 got some chemistry. I think that's the longest lasting sexual relationship in these movies. I think you're right. I so. didn't see any motorcycle though, so. Yeah. Maybe maybe it was just outside the window. Uh, okay. <laughs> it was just watching. Bruce, it was watching on. <laughs> Bruce can't can't do it unless there's a motorcycle. Yeah. He just has to be able to see it. Yep. Nicole's like, baby, are you paying attention? Mm-hmm. He's like, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watching his motorcycle through the thing. We then cut back to Evil and Knievel, who get an RC motorcycle from a sh- from a from like a hobby shop. <laughs> and my God, I think this scene was literally just to show how stupid they are. Like, oh yeah, this no, is just they wear off the rail stupid in this one. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Yamaha, Yamaha, Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma. Yeah. How's it? Why is it different from this? Well, if you go to Oklahoma, you get a free beverage. Well, that's where it's just like, oh my god! Yeah. And, and it just they went do on that and with on Honda. Too. I think it's like Honda Maryland. We only Jeep. buy American. Yeah, it's it's like, just, oh, she's like, wow. I won't buy American next time. I'll stick with Italian. Like, what? It's like what? Yeah, they're just they're like just annoying at this point. Uh, we cut to Bruce, Don, Nicole, who are discussing the the heist of the diamond, just figuring out some things, and then we cut to Ava, who discovers that Kane is on the move with her map with Christmas lights on it. Yes. Same one as before. <laughs> yep. And we cut to Burke, who arrives at a pawn shop to have the necklace repaired, but walks in mid-robbery. Also, why would you go to a pawn shop to get a necklace repaired? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> well, like the pawn shop jeweler, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it had a big sign that said, we repair things. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I mean, I, 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 it, it makes it's somewhat... Not, it's not completely yeah. unbelievable, but kind of unbelievable. It could have just yeah. been a jewelry store. Yeah, I thought it was. Oh, I thought it was a pawn shop. Yeah, I mean, could, no. So, I, I mean, it could have been a pawn shop. What I meant was, he could have just taken it to a jewelry store. That's true. Well, they might have only had access to the pawn shop first filming. Oh, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> yeah. But he walks in mid robbery. Uh, the robbers shoot an employee and make off with their loot, including Kane's necklace with a tracker on it. And they reach their hut hideout to sort through the loot, <laughs> which. Just Su- looking at that I thing, so looking at that thing, you're like, oh, that's going to blow up. Yeah, as soon as I saw it, I was like, well, that's there to get blown up. <laughs> and so they ha- how they got the palms for the outside of it, basically every year before winter, uh, Beverly Hills trims their palm trees. Right. And Drew Sedaris just went around and collected the, the trimmings from the palm trees. <laughs> Man, and just set And just set them outside their house for a while. Thrifty. Uh, that's thrifty. Nice. And they just used it for this. Yeah. So. Yeah, like, they hey. have to winter them because those trees, they, they're like, they, they'll, uh, Die. they'll, well, it's not that they'll die; it's that they'll catch fire. Yeah, it's like a fire hazard. Mm. Yeah, and they also don't look good when they're all when they got a bunch of palm. It's Beverly Hills, and everything has to look good. Beverly Hills. Yeah, mm. I think it would just be funny though, like to follow behind the tree trimmers, <laughs> just like with your truck or whatever. Well, just, like, it is Drew Sedaris, so he probably has a nice car or right. a nice truck, and they're probably like, "What is this guy doing?" Yeah, <laughs> is that probably. their cities? Yeah. <laughs> With palm fronds sticking out of the windows? <laughs> uh, cut to Donna observing Kane on his yacht, and she notices that the necklace is missing. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Very observant. Then we cut to Edie and Lucas on the beach, just having a day off, I guess. and A picnic basket. Picnic basket. Lucas starts taking her picture, and then we get a weird daydream sequence. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, I forgot about that. Yeah. It's so yeah. weird. That's just like him just... I ta- taking I, I, sexy I, I, pictures. He's taking pictures of her daydreaming of taking pictures of her <laughs> in a slightly different situation. <laughs> well, she's wearing this like really tight white thing where you can see everything. And then yeah, the she has water poured on her. And then, well, I mean, yeah, of course. And that was and also daydreaming. I, I didn't know who where, but like that was also the backyard of somebody's house. Oh, nice. 
and you can kind of see they just put a tarp up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a way to just to see Edie's boobs, I think. Yeah, yeah. For, for one last time. Yeah. It was nice. I liked it. I, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it wasn't like yep. full on. It was like... It was it was underneath this sheer white yeah. thing yeah, she was suit. wearing. Yeah. It was risque, not overt. Yeah. yeah. Lucas is like, man, I just wish that she was wearing something sexier. She's wearing a bikini top on the beach. Yes. And he's like, wow, I just wish that she was yep. wearing something sexier. Something I could see her boobs better with. Yeah. Uh, Evil and Knievel are nearby observing Edie and Lucas. And they have an RC dune buggy now, which they don't really explain why they have that as well. But in the commentary, uh, Andy's like, well, we realized after we got there, the motorcycle couldn't really go well I over had the a sand. Feeling. I had a feeling. So they just got to do a buggy. I had a feeling, that's why. And this was also a point in the commentary where Andy went on a diatribe complaining about California. <laughs> <laughs> because what? basically they cleaned up this whole beach. Like when they got there, it was like, well, there's a trash everywhere. Clean it up before a shoot. And there was a park ranger there with them, you know. Yeah, of course. And then they, there's like, oh, there's a weed in the shot. And he pulled up a weed in the park range. Like, you can't pull up that weed. And and, and just went off on this thing. Like, oh, this is why people don't film in California anymore. <laughs> what? There's so many rules and regulations. People don't, people, that's why people don't film in California. <laughs> it's also like, just expensive. Yeah. And California doesn't give you a tax cut like they like do in Georgia. Georgia. Or somebody, mm-hmm. yeah, somebody Canada. Yeah. Cleveland. Toronto. Yeah. yeah. Cleveland? Yeah, that's where oh, they yeah. shot a lot of the Avengers. Yeah. I think wasn't Dark Knight shot in Cleveland? Maybe I think yeah. one of them was. Yeah, one of them was. I I, I could be I could be I, maybe they're Chicago, but yeah, I knew it was it's one of the two. But yeah, Cleveland a lot of films do uh, are shot in Cleveland. That's weird. Okay. The more you know. Yep. The more you know. Uh, and then two random women arrive on the beach, which I think this movie also had the most appearances of a different like. It wasn't a Geo Tracker. It was a Subaru. It's not a Subaru, it's a Suzuki or Samurai. Suzuki Samurai, yeah. It's like, I think there are like three different ones in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one I want. Yeah. the blue. There's the blue one and the white one and the yellow one, yeah. I think. The yellow one, I think, is the K-Sexy one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But the driver of that uh, particular Suzuki that shows up on the beach is Alexis Sedaris. Oh. The one who's fiddling around with the radio. Oh. Yep. Uh, Evil and Knievel, they send the RC dune buggy towards the towards Edie and Lucas, but the remote control is interfered with by the signal from the women's radio. Yeah, clearly that's it, how it it's works. Not, it's not like a car radio. It's like one of those like, just handheld like mm. radios from the, back in the day. So, Which, That's how it works. Yeah. Why are they using Everyone that in their knows. car? But okay. Maybe the radio's broken. We'll maybe. say the radio's broken. <laughs> the radio's broken, so they bring a battery. Yeah, so maybe, maybe, yeah. they, maybe they get out of the car and take it to the beach with them, I guess. Uh, oh, but, that's fair. That's fair. But the radio signal interferes with the dune buggy to the point where it sends it just right back to the way it came, and it blows up Evil and Knievel. Does it kill them? No, because they're cartoon characters. Yes. They can't die. <laughs> uh, but they are captured by Edie and Lucas, which, the way that's shot, and they mention this, Edie and Lucas are in one a different one place. Evil and Knievel are in a different place. And so, like, when you see Evil and Knievel being held at gunpoint with, like, the hands, uh-huh. that's not Cynthia Brimhall... And uh, Tony Peck. That's just two other people holding <laughs> guns at them. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So uh, we cut back to the robbers still soaring through their loot. One of them leaves. Uh, Nicole and Bruce arrive at the hut and take out the robbers, and then they discover the necklace. The third robber, who is Drew Sedaris, he arrives and engages the heroes in a gunfight, and Bruce blows him up along with the hut. Oh, disintegrates him. Yes. <laughs> As they do in these yep. movies. Yeah. Disintegrated. Yep. Cut to Donna, still observing the boat, as some mysterious black-clad assassins arrive. They kill Burke, 
who at least got laid before he died. Yeah. And a deckhand, as Steel knocks out Silk and holds a can at gunpoint because she was working for Poe still all along. Uh, Poe arrives, betrayed by Craig Ng, who arrives to take possession of the diamond, which turns out to be a fake. <gasps> he scratches the it's glass and it doesn't scratch. Yep. Oh, man. He says it's a very good fake, but yes, a fake nonetheless. Uh, Donna is captured and brought to Poe. Cut to Ava, who reports that Kane's yacht has left because she's the one you know, in the radio station tracking where Kane is. And uh, Shane and Sandy are there, and they leave to go help, and she tells them, boy, you guys look fit to kill. Fit to kill. Yep. But after they leave, Ava is attacked by an unknown assailant. But Petrov intervenes and beats up the assailant who flees. And now that Ava, who previously told Petrov she's interested in men of action, sees that Petrov is a man of action, they immediately have sex. Immediately. <laughs> and there is a caller on the line. <laughs> yeah, Who's who, a Gemini. Yeah, who, uh, who she gives advice to. You know, it's like all sorts of, yeah. you know, Oh, don't stop. No, like, I mean... <laughs> the time for love is now. <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, We cut back to Ye- uh, Kane's yacht, where Donna and Kane pieced together that Chang had wanted Kane to steal the fake. This is... They get so complicated. Yeah, yeah well, it's Andy Sedera, so here we go. <laughs> yeah. Strap in. <laughs> I, still, I still don't understand, like... The whole thing of like, you know, who wanted the fake, like, why was the diamond fake was real. I know, I know. It's, it's I, th- hard. I think it was like the, the, he wanted the Russians to end up with a fake diamond and then he, so he could sell the actual one. Yeah. Something it's, like it's that. It's kind of hard to piece together because then. Yeah. He wanted like, to screw everybody over. So yeah. he wanted to screw over Chang. He wanted to screw over well, well, I mean, the like, Russians. Ch- yeah. It, it's all sorts of. So he wanted the Russians to not get it. He wanted, he wanted Chang the to have a fake, fake one. one. Chang wanted to. Sell or give the diamond to Poe because he thinks Poe works for the Chinese government. Uh, I think because okay. that's the thing later. Yeah, it's complicated. <laughs> but yeah. Kane, I still don't understand. But Kane reveals that his father was the German officer who stole the diamond, and that Chang killed his parents in South America to steal it. So he has a personal vendetta against Chang. Okay. AKA Kane's real name is. But also, Kane. but also, your dad was a Nazi dude. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. That's He's not a Nazi. His dad was. I know, but he's not. Yeah, but also, you know, mm. he had it coming. Yeah, he, he was probably <laughs> raised with certain beliefs. Guilty by association. Yeah. I got the impression, though, that his parents died when he was quite young. Possibly, but I, I don't know. Uh, we cut to Ava and Petrov in the hot tub after their the session of lovemaking. <laughs> session. When uh, Petrov's aide shows up to inform Petrov of an important call, and it's revealed that Petrov's aide was the assailant from earlier, staged to provide Petrov an excuse to save Ava and <laughs> therefore have sex with her. Which, like, <laughs> is that sex under false pretenses? Kind of. I would say, yeah, kind of. I mean, it kind of was, but Ava's, I think they already Ava they had a thing going yeah. anyway. Yeah, and it was they kind of had a thing going anyway. Like they had a little, yeah. a little chemistry happening. Yeah. And as Kane's yacht travels on, Kane daydreams of him and Donna, which this whole thing, especially the opening oh, shot where you where you see Kane like through yeah, the bottom yeah, of Donna's yeah. legs, yeah, it's the it's that the is straight up shot. the poster for for your eyes only, yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. straight up the exact same yeah 
shot. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, it seems like because he when he does the gun thing, I'm like, yeah, that's that's Bond 100. Yeah. yeah, the music is even kind of Bond like. It's like a um, Bond cold open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. yeah. I mean, with less silhouettes and like cool <laughs> imagery. More, of... more actual boobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, uh, the only thing it that was topped off was like was like a like an actual song. Yeah. I think what creeped me out the most is just him watching all the whole time. Yeah, especially I was like oh, God, he just watched. Like, yeah, because they're both in, there. in like black in the yeah. in the beginning, and then they're both in white. Uh-huh. It's like. And he's just standing there at the edge of the bed, like staring at her. She's yeah. like writhing on the bed, and I'm like, "What the hell's going on here?" <laughs> yeah, it, it is uh, an interesting. Da- I mean, it's a daydream, I guess. Yeah, I guess so, it's yeah. interesting. But yeah, I, I, I'm like, okay, like especially that first. I'm like, all right, I, I, I see what you're doing, Andy. I get it. I get <laughs> we it. get it. You like Bond, <laughs> and we get it. This is Roger Moore's son. We get it now. <laughs> right. It would be funny if he'd done that from like a pose from like a Sean Connery one. <laughs> <laughs> His dad would have been like, we called him up. Gregory, <laughs> what are you doing? I just like to think that of like Roger Moore sitting at home watching these movies. Well, he probably did. I mean, it's... I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure he did. You know, wants to, <laughs> you know, support his son. Yeah. You know, whatever he's doing, but yeah, I just, I, I just, I just like that image of like him, like just sitting at home and going, oh like, my god, just like just <laughs> watching these and going, really, really, okay, all right. I read yeah. an article about George Lazenby today. Do what? I read an article about George Lazenby today. Oh yeah, about how like he didn't want to when he was in the Bond movie, like he started hating acting because the the uh, studio kept making him do all kinds of stuff. Mm. Like they were like, "Cut your hair, cut your beard," and he was like, "No," and then he quit acting altogether because he hated it so much. Like even though he kind of killed it as Bond, yeah, he, like he is a he is probably the most underrated Bond because yeah. everybody looks at it like, oh, one movie, oh, must have just sucked. That's why I didn't have him back. No, like, like he didn't come back because his agent told him not to. Oh. Because, um, I heard that he had like, like he wasn't having a good time with the studio, and that's why at that towards the end of the movie he has like long hair and a beard uh, because he refused to shave, and hmm. then he just quit acting altogether. Just well, like well, one he home. was. I know he's in other. He was in other stuff later on. So maybe just like needed so needed a break. But, um, I don't know. But yeah, like he he like. Uh, his agent told him like you shouldn't do because these are kind of like these movies are on the way out so maybe don't maybe don't do another one mm. yeah which was <laughs> bad advice yeah, <laughs> yeah. very bad advice because I mean it's the most one of the most iconic film characters of all time yeah but I mean anyways like, his, his Bond movie like Honor Magic Secret Service that is probably the most underrated Bond movie uh, Poe takes Donna Kane and Silk to Chang where I guess there's more you know, plot reveal, I guess. <laughs> it's Chang so complicated. Plot with a quotation marks. Yeah. Chang uh, plans to frame Donna and Kane for the diamond theft, thereby eliminating a rival and discrediting the Secret Service. Somehow. Yeah. While giving the real diamond to the Chinese government because he thinks Poe is a communist agent. <laughs> and, oh, boy. But Kane is like, well, no. That, are you kidding me? This, this guy's like a criminal like me. Yeah. We've worked together for years. Even Donna's like, do you really think agents of the Chinese government would be wa- water, uh, like running around wearing red stars on their outfits? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty obvious yeah. when you think about it. And then Chang it. like looks and like he's starting to put two and two together, and then Poe turns on him and kills his like Chang's big huge bodyguard. Yep, mm-hmm. the white bruiser, yeah. that big guy. Yeah, yeah he's big. been there for a bit. And yeah, well, doesn't he get the? He gets the like the, the throwing, throwing star to the neck. neck. The girl, the girl, yeah, the girl assassin. Like, yeah, gets here. Gets him. So yeah, big fight breaks out. Uh, Chang. Or is killed by Poe himself. 
Uh, and during this, Andy mentioned the commentary. They filmed this in Lake Havasu City. And at the time they were filming, it was literally the hottest place on the planet. Oh, jeez. Oh, like, like, recorded temperature. Nowhere else on the planet was hotter. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm like, that must have been miserable. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they were wearing black, yep. like, suit things. Although they, they were kind of like... Airy, airy, yeah. yeah. They're like they're like like ninja mm-hmm. yeah. jumpsuit things, yeah. So big fight breaks out. Bruce and Nicole arrive. They kill a goon. Donna switches the real diamond with a fake one for some reason. <laughs> there is a reason, but we don't know what it is. Yeah. There's a lot of switching. <laughs> I think because like I think Poe, I think he grabs the diamond box or what? No, no, no Blue Steel, Steel does. Yeah, she grabs it. Yeah, so okay. So Donna she grabs switches. The, yeah, she switches it out, and then Blue Steel grabs a diamond later. Yeah, like so she she would have the fake one. Mm-hmm. And Donna has a real one in yeah. her boot. Uh, those boots, those boots are good for storage. We've <laughs> definitely done that. Mm-hmm. Seen that? They're uh, also good films. for walking. Because that's, they're made, that's what, what they're do. made for. <laughs> uh, Nicole saves Donna via headshot to a goon. Which that guy, he shows up in a few more Sedaris films. That's uh, I think in the later ones, I think when Julie Strain, that's like her assistant or whatever. Yeah. It's like her lackey. Yeah. I think it's also named Poe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe those are the only two Chinese names Andy Sedaris knows, or Chang and Poe. <laughs> Chang and Poe, right, yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty, uh... uh Bruce, he takes out a goon on the yacht from afar. Uh, Poe and Steel, they board the yacht, move to escape, as Nicole fights and kills the goon with a throwing star. And then Steel pilots an R- their hel- RC helicopter after Donna and Nicole. But Edie and Lucas arrive with their RC helicopter, <laughs> and we have our first RC helicopter dogfight. There's so much. There's so much RCs. I know it's That's a lot. RCs. There's five different vehicles in this movie, and we I get can't. a dogfight between two of them. Yeah, it's great. Right. It's amazing. We haven't had that before. It'd be really hard to do that to fight with a helicopter. There's enough experience built up that they can do that now. Uh, well, yeah. I'm not saying that they can't. I'm yeah. just saying it'd be really difficult. Well, movie magic. Uh, but Lucas, of course, comes out on top of that fight. Uh, but Steel, after her helicopter's blown up, gets all salty about it. She gets real upset about and it. And <laughs> shoots, just randomly shoots from afar, hitting Lucas in the shoulder. And again, another ditzy moment from Edie. Yeah. Where Lucas is like, cover me, and she just like falls on top of him. Yeah, he's like, not like that. Yeah. I was like, like what is this? Is this the time for goofy yeah. slapstick comedy? Like, what's happening? Uh, but Donna gets the controls, and she uses the chopper to blow up the yacht. Yep. After which, Donna says, probably very fittingly, not her last line, but one of the last lines of the movie that she says, and that Donna Spear will say in this series, my work is done here. The title of this episode. Very, oh, very oh. kind of sad moment. Bittersweet. Yes, very very much so. Uh, but um, we see uh, Ava gives the diamond to Petrov. And he goes off back to Mother Russia. He's <laughs> probably killed by Putin at some point. <laughs> He's probably killed by Putin. Yeah, oh, throwing in a gulag. <laughs> uh, we see Nicole and Donna discuss Kane. They're like, oh, Kane's probably not a threat anymore. He got his vengeance. That's why he's been doing this this whole time was vengeance. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, no. no. <laughs> but Also the beautiful women. Oh, yeah. Well, Silk, Silk's there. But we, the, we cut to Kane and Silk out on the ocean in a dinghy for some reason because they were on shore the last time we saw them because when his yacht got blown up, we saw Kane just go, my yacht! <laughs> <laughs> 
He's, and it, and he's, he's sad because it's also his house. <laughs> no, there's a balloon payment I, I know, due on his house. I know. But on we, Tuesday, we, we never see him anywhere else except for his yacht. Uh, the, some... the only time we've like, we seen him was like in the Sedaris living room. Or getting, uh, hiring, hiring the hitman. That's, that's it. True. Yeah. Um, in hotel rooms. Yeah. Um, or in daydreams. <laughs> He's like Elon Musk. He just rents everything. A lot of daydreaming in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Maybe the whole movie is a daydream. Oh. The whole, the whole series has been a dream this whole time. <laughs> oh, no. It's like, cop out. Like Dallas. <laughs> oh, boy. Or St. Elsewhere. Uh. Or. Uh, spoiler. Or Newhart. Okay. Cover your ears, right. listeners. Spoilers from sitcoms and TV shows from okay. like over 30 years ago. Yeah. They're fine. They're still spoilers. They're fine. Uh, but yeah, he's he's complaining. You know, he's lost he's lost everything. My reputation, my yacht. But uh, she asks him, or he asks her, like, you know, will you will you stay with me? And she's like, or no, will you always love me? And she's like, I'll love you, I'll miss you, but I'll always love you. It's like, and then, and they, then laugh. they laugh together. Yeah. <laughs> and Andy and Arlene like were like cracking up at that line. Oh lord. Yeah. Like they're they're real proud of themselves on that one. Oh boy! <laughs> like and on that, the commentary, they yeah. were like, "Oh, oh my yeah, Lord. yeah." They were real, real proud of it. <laughs> so, Lord. Uh, and then we get one final hot tub scene of all the heroes together for the last time, sipping champagne. That's it. That's it. That's the movie. And I think only credits. yeah, I think only think of all of them. I think only Bruce Pinhalls and. More of them, mm. well, and yeah, of the heroes, uh, uh, yeah. of the ones in that in that scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, but I, I could be wrong. But yeah, that that's uh, that's fit to kill. Fit to kill. So now, there we go. All right. So now we have our Sedaris metrics. 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 We should call them the Sedaris stats. Sedaris stats. Yeah, yeah that's Sedaris better. Stats. That's... Yeah, that's like alliterations. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Sedaris stats. Yeah. Okay. More than halfway through the show, changing things up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think about it until just now. I was like, oh, we should have something alliterative. And then I was like, oh shit. Honestly, that's my best thinking is after the fact. Eh. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you can you can reflect on it and you're like, oh wait, I should have said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I'm, a, I'm a good retrospective hindsight thinking. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the tit tracker one trillion. Uh, so <laughs> seven minutes and fifty five seconds. Not bad. Yeah, not not the most for no. sure. No. So uh, and that was where was that? Did I note that even? Was it silk? Yeah. Yeah, Taking I think it was. Out yeah, it was. For yeah. Kane. Yep. Yeah. Or no, no, no. It was Sandy. Oh. The hot tub. Oh yeah. KSXY. Oh, okay. She's just sitting there. Yep. Topless. Yep. It's like, hey, Sandy. Yep. Just came into the frame. Like, oh, there it is. <laughs> She's like, and then uh, Ava's like, hey, you got to, they're coming back. You got to make some coffee. So she like gets out of the hot tub and then she just pours a cup of coffee. She doesn't make any coffee. She just pours it. Nope. It's like, that's. It's not making coffee. That's just moving coffee from one container to another. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if it's hot. Probably not. It's probably been there for a couple of days. Also, uh, I don't know about you guys, but if I was like in Hawaii and it's hot and I just got out of a hot tub. Not drinking coffee. Yeah, you don't want to drink coffee. Maybe. Well, I mean, put some ice cubes in it. Iced coffee, maybe. 
I guess maybe uh, maybe not iced out coffee, of the pot but like that. Yeah, no, not not hot out of the pot. No, <laughs> hot out of the pot. No. No. Sandy was hot out of the pot. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Steve, you have the explosions. Oh man, there are several. Mm-hmm. Many. I counted eleven. So we got the RC helicopter um, at the beginning that yeah, they're, like they're the training. Yeah, the training sessions. thing. So there was one. They she shoots, and then another one shoots at him again, and then the a third one that hits the target and explodes it. And Shane says, "This baby is more powerful than I thought about his gun." Um, I've then, said that about my gun too. Oh yeah, yeah. But, uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, then the RC RC helicopter missile again. This time shoots a motor shoots at the motorcycle, just misses. A second missile. This is the second RC helicopter. Yeah, it's the, the black guys, one, yeah, not yeah, the white yeah. one. There was a white one and a black one. Yeah, that's how you knew, <laughs> how you knew which one was the good guy and which one was the bad guy. Oh, that's right, the black one. So the black one's shooting at, so one misses the motorcycle, the second one just behind him, and then the third one blows up the whole motorcycle. Doesn't disintegrate the guy this time, though, which, interesting enough. Because she needed to get the money back. That's true. So This is criminals on a budget. <laughs> yeah. So the next one is RC car bomb. That blows up the tent with the idiots in it. And then the next one's the obvious hut to be destroyed with the robbers <laughs> in it. They All three robbers are disintegrated. Well, first um, it's the the two. They they shoot the two, and then the third yeah, one. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, okay. but they're in there still. Their bodies okay. their, their bodies are the free <laughs> That's cremation. Fair. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Free, yeah. free cremation. Um, and then, again, missiles... From uh, the RC helicopter, uh, they're sh- just shooting at our the, the girls as they're running. And then again, helicopter fight. That was the name of this one. Mm-hmm. Um, fight. The black helicopter gets blown up. And then again, helicopter missile blows up the boat. Almost all of these explosions caused by... RC helicopters. And or cars. Yeah. So. They really, they really relied heavily on the RC. <clears throat> yes, they did. And during that dogfight, we, we like they make the noise of like the missiles like zooming yeah. past, like when they're firing each other. I'm surprised they didn't like just do a quick shot of like the missile hitting somewhere else, like just far away. Just, yeah, they should have. That'd have been a great. Well, that'd that would have been more explosions. Yeah, <laughs> we're always Teresa. down for more explosions. So eleven, eleven all together. Teresa, nice. you have the kill count. Kill count, or is how the U.S. government would call it the disposition matrix. Oh boy. That's always a, a sexy way to refer to it. The U.S. <laughs> the U.S. official hit list. Um, so. All right, so kidding. the uh, we have the arms dealer via the remote controlled helicopter, uh, the jewelry store owner by the burglar. Actually, this movie like is pretty slow to start with the kills. It, it really, it really like, is. It doesn't ramp up till the end. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that too. I'm like, I, I thought about it. yeah. Once he got to like the the burglar, I'm like, has anybody died in this movie? And I think like, oh yeah, the one guy did, but that was it. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, wow, this is not much. Yeah, so the jewelry store slash pawn store guy by the burglar, he gets shot with a shotgun. The two thieves in the hut, at first they get shot, and then the third thief via grenade to the hut and the dune buggy. Uh, then the captain on the boat, uh, when um, the, the I guess, Chinese people jump onto the boat, <laughs> or the fake the fake Chinese people. <laughs> yeah. Um, they shoot the captain on the boat, and then they shoot Burke, or John, as he tells Julie Strain to call him uh the big dude in the white coat the big bruiser guy by ninja star 
Uh, Chang gets killed by Poe. Uh, I, I called him Karate Red Star Guy by Bruce, who is somehow there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nicole killing the bald-headed dude by the pool. Uh, Bruce kills the shooter off the boat. Um, he falls off the boat. Uh, Nicole kills the ninja chick and then Poe and Julie Strain. I want to talk about the ninja chick real quick. Okay. It was another Indiana Jones moment where she kicks oh, the yeah, girl. Yeah, the girl yeah. pulls out the machete and is like, wah, 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 and does this fancy thing. She pulls out a gun from her boot and says, screw you, and shoots her. Yeah. Um, and then Poe and Julie, Julie Strain or Blue Steel's character on the yacht. And that puts it out to 15. Right. 15. Which, yeah, for both, that's a bit more than normal. But but it all happened at the end of the movie. 11 explosions. Yeah, 15 is about average. I'm looking here. 11 explosions is the most we've had so far. Dang. So this is the most explosive movie so far. All RC helicopter, mostly. Yeah. (laughs) So I have the... Six count. (laughs) Uh, three. <laughs> uh, Burke and uh, Blue Steel uh-huh. in the the yacht kitchen, which is clearly not a yacht kitchen. You never know. You've never been in a yacht before. It's a bit big for a yacht. Plus, we've plus I think we've seen the yacht kitchen before. It is not that. So. Well, um, uh, Bruce and Nicole have sex, and Ava and Petra have sex. Donna does not. Nope. In this movie, which well, do we count the? Did you count the? I didn't count the daydream because they didn't the really daydream. get into it. Like they did some yeah. like making out because Silk and what's his face, Silk and Kane also like they start it's, to yeah, make out somewhat, yeah, and then we. Well, okay. That's when we cut to Blue Steel and Burke, and they have sex. Okay, fair enough. Sex. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> they fuck. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, Can't really go for it. But really go for it. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Yeah, Don didn't have sex, which is kind of out of the ordinary mm-hmm. in these mm-hmm. movies. So, so Steve, you have the Sedaris sighting. There was no Andy, but apparently there was. Oh, not again! He was somewhere hidden in the background again. Again, I didn't know until the commentary, uh, and I don't know if you can call it a Sedaris sighting. Uh, okay. Do you remember when Ava and Petrov have sex? There's a caller. Mm-hmm. He's the caller. Are you kidding me? Uh, so it's not a sighting per se. His voice is yes. On, so I don't count it. He's a voice cameo. But Drew and Alexa. Yeah, so. yeah, they're they're both in it. Yeah. So about yeah, like no, I don't. I mean, well, I guess he's in it, but yeah, I didn't know. Would have never known that because he barely talks. Like in yeah, yeah. Plus, you're not really concentrated on the voice. You're concentrated on the sex. Yes. <laughs> Ava getting it. Yes. Yeah. A little bit. You know who else doesn't have sex this time? Shane. He's barely in it. Yeah, I know. he is. He's, he is. He, like, it, it, like, he's been barely in, like, I feel like each of the last several, he's just progressively less and less screen time. But he still mm-hmm. has sex in most of them. In yeah, this that's one, true. he doesn't. No. And we also noted that he's gained a little bit of weight in this one. He's a little bit bigger. Not as toned when he's got yeah. his shirt off. But, I mean, no shame to him because he's still in great shape. But, yeah. yeah. Maybe he was just like, you know what? I'm going to have some beers. <laughs> I'm not going to only eat chicken and rice forever. He's already been uh, Playgirl's Man of the Year. So That's he, probably why. He's he's already, probably, I did my I top I, of I the reached peak. the top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Peaked it. Yep. Don't need it. To, don't need to keep going. I've summited that mountain. <laughs> uh, 
And then, Teresa, you have the uh, Sedaris players. Uh, pretty much every single person in this movie is a Sedaris player. <laughs> yeah. uh, and if they're not already, they will be. So Donna Spear, Roberta Vasquez, Bruce Penhall, Jeffrey Moore, Tony Peck, Cynthia Brimhall, n- uh, introducing Julie Strain, uh, who will go on to basically take over the helm of Donna, Donna Spear, uh, Rodrigo Obregon, Ava Cadell, uh, Chuchu Malave and Richard Cancino, Skip Ward, who has been in random yeah he was the uh the he was guy cowboy. at the hobby shop yeah and he was cowboy yeah yeah uh michael shane um i think brett baxter clark comes back or he's been in one before mm. um nick Giorgiotti, he was the robber guy with the sunglasses he, he goes all the way back to d- malibu express dang uh, yeah, yeah yeah i think he wasn't he in like wasn't he in like stacy or seven wasn't he in one of those yeah, i think two? he might have been um seven he was in seven yeah so we're going like way back yeah wow so he's he was the guy with the sunglasses in the hut that was like oh no i recognize he was like i I want some uh, what did he say uh something and oh he's like i want some coffee yeah and some jelly donuts yeah and he also says uh about the 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 amulet he's like oh this i don't think this is worth anything but it's a nice little trinket i'll keep it as a souvenir yeah (laughs) he was uh he 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 was a co-star on The Untouchables with Robert Stack, like back in the day. Yeah. Wow. Like like in the late fifties and early sixties. So wow. yeah, like and, way back. Veteran. And then actor. the last one is uh, Gerald Okamura. So he is he is new in this film, but later he becomes uh, essentially Julie Strain's kind of counterpart in yeah. some of the later movies. So um, that's it. It's like ninety five percent Sedaris players mm. in yeah, he, this and he's movie. He's the guy who. Uh, Nicole shoots like between the eyes towards the end. I think like he falls in the pool. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, the bald guy. The bald yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He's yeah, great. He yeah. Up. Yeah. Yeah. He's in, he's been all kinds of stuff too. That guy is. Yeah. He's this been was, yeah. And this was like the last hurrah for for most of them. Right. Because like the only yeah the only ones that come I mean other than the ones introduced in this movie the only ones I think come back are like Julie um, um, Rodrigo Obregon and Bruce Penhall like of the regulars. Uh, there may be there may be a cut like couple other ones who show up but yeah, yeah. like this is like 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 the end for most of the people we've come to come to know and love so far yeah rodrigo i guess was a i mean that that's already came out when we talked to uh, arlene right when we talked to arlene sedaris what do you mean like, did that already come out yeah yeah because they were i guess he was like a really close friend of the family there yeah. Rodrigo was. Yeah, I guess like they mentioned. I guess like his big thing was like he was a he was on a bunch of like Colombian because he's from Colombia. Mm-hmm. A bunch of like Colombian soap operas. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm that's like, what he's famous. I'm for. like I would I kind of want to <laughs> see some. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah be, I, I want to see good. like Colombian Young and the Restless. Oh boy, with <laughs> yeah. him in it. <laughs> And he's, After he's, knowing what he does, how he acts and stuff in yeah, these movies. He's their equivalent of Victor Newman. That's hilarious. The soap opera character ever contrived. I was going to say, you know, that the like South American novella, like telenovelas have a tendency to be like pretty crazy. I know. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, oh, then I have the uh, Playboy Playmates and Penthouse Pets. I have to concentrate <laughs> so hard saying that every time because I know I'm going to screw it up otherwise. Uh, six. Uh, so like, uh, not the most we've had, I think most we had is eight in a movie, but yeah, uh, six, it's the ones who've been in several so far, Donna Spear, Roberta Vasquez, Cynthia Brimhall, Michael Shane, Julie Strain, and her introduction, and Carolyn Liu. Uh, so yeah, 
Uh, and I think that's that's the most we'll have for the rest of the run. So nice. The six. Nice. Wow. So yeah, they but they they start bringing new casts next time. So yep. A little a little sad. Yeah. Yep. So now we go to our ratings. Steve, you have the RC. Was it trucks? Trucks. Yeah, RC trucks. Another land vehicles. <laughs> yeah, which was an explosive device in this movie. Yep. Um, not killing the stupid cartoon people. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, this one I'm gonna give it a three. Yeah. Um, I I like it. I I mean, it just gets real confusing real fast about like what is even happening. There's a lot of slow parts too. A lot of just talking and <clears throat> I don't know. There's parts of it that I'm like, okay, I like this. And there's a lot of weird stuff. Like the daydreaming stuff was weird to me. Like I said, the him like standing over, like watching her and stuff. I was like, Ugh. especially since they hadn't done it. Yeah, they never done that before. Yeah. And I was like, maybe they're just trying something new. But like, yeah. it didn't it didn't work for me. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a three and a half. I have uh, RC hel- uh, helicopters. Yep. Yes. Um, <laughs> Which there were also plenty. several. <laughs> there was, yeah. Two. Two, and they were very they were very important parts of the plot. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> but I'm gonna give it a three and a half. It's got all of uh, it's got a lot of the elements that I love about Sedaris movies, but it does get a bit muddy. Um, hard to understand there towards the end. There's a lot of like triple crossing and double cross the triple crosser. Um, but we do get the introduction to several folks who are going to come back multiple times. And it's a good send off for um, Donna and Roberta and all of them. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, three and a half. Um, I have RC boats. There's Boats, as any of you call them. <laughs> uh, I'm also going to give them to three. It, it just wasn't as polished, I felt, as the previous couple, yeah. Do or Die or Hard Hunter, which I guess you could call the Kane trilogy <laughs> these movies uh, within the series. Because uh, I guess he's, I, I guess he is their Blofeld. Mm-hmm. It just, it's just like, those movies just felt like they were a little tighter, plot was a little more straightforward, mm-hmm. like, Do or Die was teams of assassins try to kill him. Mm-hmm. That's all there was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hard Hunted, they gotta retrieve this device to... Mm-hmm. Stop nukes from spreading. Yep, pretty easy. straightforward. Easy. This one's like, okay, they have to protect this diamond from being stolen, but then it gets stolen. So Did they, they switch can, it like the three Russians, times, <laughs> and it's actually a fake. Yeah. So the one guy can sell it to their guy, and just, it's just like all right, it's too it's much, too, com- too yeah. much for these movies. Um, I want to turn my brain off? Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. I don't want to think. Or spoon feed it to me. Like yes. do do the wrap up that they do at the end, which they didn't this time. Yeah, yeah they did. It was just like the celebratory like hot tub champagne. Yeah, spoon feed it to me, um, or don't do it. <laughs> yeah, and, and just like the weird characterizations, especially yeah. like Lucas was much more of a dick than he. He's, he's always been kind, a little bit of one, but he's a boss. He maybe kind of has to be. He's a he's a total dick in this movie, mm-hmm. and Edie is just like a dumbass. Yeah, like what happened? Like oh, yeah. Yeah, she was never like she like, she was never like you know to the level of Donna or Nicole. Oh, no, of course, like not. as actiony as them. But she had her definitely had her role on the team, and now yeah. it's just like, like what, what what is this? Yeah, like what are you trying to do here? Yeah, <laughs> and just like the the it just was it just wasn't as it didn't fit polished or sloppy. It was, it was more sloppy than the previous yeah. films. Yeah. So like, and maybe it's like maybe Andy was getting tired of doing it because like we. Like these banging these out like every year. Yeah. So it's like maybe, and that's why maybe he just steps away after this one. Right. Um, because you know, spoiler alert: 
Enemy Gold is not directed by Andy Sedaris. It is directed by his son, Drew. And neither is Dallas Connection. And Dallas Connection. But Andy, will, Andy, Andy Sedaris will return. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised he never threw that on any of these movies. It's like, <laughs> Donna Hamilton and friends will return. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. but yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so my score is a three as well. So, kind of low score in there. Yeah, comparatively. I mean, that's the same as, what did I give? Savage Beach, maybe. Yeah, that's what I gave Savage Beach and Picasso Trigger. Mm. So it's like, yeah, maybe not the, not the best of these films, but not terrible. So, but yeah, that was uh, that was fit to kill. But yeah, next time, Enemy Gold. Enemy Gold. First Drew Sedaris directed movie. Yes, and written, I believe, as well. Yeah. I don't think Andy wrote either of the next two. So. Wow. But but still involved, you know. Yeah, yeah. of course. So. Cool. So, so tune in next time. Uh. Enemy Gold. Thanks for listening to Hard Ticket to Sedaris. Please be sure to check out our other projects at AOP Pod Network on Twitter. Where you can find a list of all of our other projects, such as We Aft Up, a history podcast taking a look at all the times in history where... We effed up. And Imperfect Men, a Rexypod reading all of the founding fathers of the United States. You can also check out Attack of the Final Girls, a horror movie podcast through a feminist lens. And The Drunken Pawn. It's a YouTube channel where we play board games and drink craft beer. We'll see you next time on Hot Ticket to Sedaris. Sedaris.